Today's episode is brought to you by the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. To learn more, visit usbank.com slash altitude go. Today's episode is brought to you by Wise, the account that helps you manage your money around the world, which is huge for travelers. I've been a customer and a fan for 10 years. The Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast, and they do it all without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. This service has been so critical for me in my life as a traveler, as a nomad, as somebody living abroad, and you can join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account can help you out on the road at wise.com slash travel. That's wise, W-I-S-E dot com slash travel, or download the app. This episode of Zero to Travel is brought to you by the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder with seven drive modes. The Pathfinder's available intelligent 4x4 is built for even the most epic journeys. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. You're listening to the Zero to Travel podcast, where we explore exciting travel-based work, lifestyle, and business opportunities, helping you to achieve your wildest travel dreams. Now your host, world wanderer and travel junkie, Jason Moore. Hey there, it's Jason with ZeroToTravel.com. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you so kindly for hanging out, spending a little time with me, letting me bring a little travel into your ears today. This is the show to help you travel the world on your terms, to fill your life with as much travel as you desire, no matter what your situation or experience. And I'm standing here with my lovely guest for the day. I don't know why the, the, the adjective lovely came to mind. That's fine. But uh, I feel very fortunate because I'm with my buddy, Matt Giovanisi from moneylab.co. And if you are at all interested in you know lifestyle business, location independence, or if you've done any reading online when it comes to like learning online business, Matt's Money Lab site is basically the antithesis of that. I mean, he, he shares all the stuff you need, but he does it in his own unique way. One way that I really appreciate, and he's just like, yeah, what do you call it, the anti-hero, maybe? I don't know if you have a tagline for yourself. <laughs> but anyway, Matt, welcome to the Zero to Travel podcast, my friend. Thanks for having me on again. Thank you. This is a little bit different because we're in person. I know I usually do a pre-introduction, yeah. but uh, but we're standing here in this beautiful studio space that I was just on the Money Lab podcast yeah. we just recorded, and I got to say, man, I am uh, I, I raved about it when on your podcast. Yeah, you, you can go listen to that if you mm-hmm. want. But I'm still in awe. I'm, I was like, hey, man, let's stand up for this podcast. And what did I have to do? He's like, oh, just hit number two. And I'm like, what? There's numbers on this desk? I look down. There's like this little you know, numbered keyboard. I hit number two. The desk just starts elevating like a transformer. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. And look, dude, no wires. No wires. No wires. I, I, I learned a new term from Matt recently. It was... Uh, cable management cable management is that right that is nothing a term do, you can search for nothing to do with cable tv nope. or anything like that it's uh it's like literally just how you bunch your cables and hide them yeah is that the thing yeah 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 cable management yeah an interesting niche i'm surprised you don't know about that being your background <laughs> like you probably had to do cable management all the time you just didn't call it you know that. man yeah we just do cable management as part of the job right when you're on tour there right there's no uh so I, did, I have been yelled at it a few times why uh, you know, strict clients. You just yeah. don't want to see anything at all, which, you know, is then, obviously the then goal. That's what you did. So that was cable management. Um, I'm dying to make some music in here with you too. I'm looking. We're looking at a few guitars here in the background. I love this yeah. spot. Anyway, uh, we got a lot of things to talk about today, Matt. And one of those is lifestyle business uh-huh. because uh, well, before we get into it, I don't even think you know what the title of this particular episode is. I do not. Do you? No. It's potpourri prat. What's that mean? Potpourri prat. P-R-A-T. Is that a Norwegian term? Funny you ask. Funny you ask. Yes, it is a, it is a Norwegian term. And I know you love alliteration, so yes, I'm doing I this do. just for Thank you. Thank you. Potpourri is always a nice kind of, it's got a nice scent, but also kind of a nice word, you know? Uh-huh. I, I always liked on Jeopardy when they have the potpourri category. And, potpourri! Yeah, you taught me that. I didn't know that was a thing. Potpourri! So this is potpourri prat, and prat means, it's like a chat in Norwegian. Ah. Okay. It's like not not a conversation, but like I, I had to verify this with my wife Anna Dorothy mm-hmm. him. I was like, this is what it means, right? It's just kind of like a chat. Anyway, the reason why I'm bringing it up because before we get into the show, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, Pimsler, for supporting today's show. If you go to zero to travel.com slash easy, what you're gonna find is 
the easiest way to learn a language on the go. Audio courses. Are you interested in learning language, man? I've been interested in learning Spanish for forever. Okay. So you might be into this because they have a free seven-day trial. Mm. If you're based in the States, if you go to that link, and it basically works like Netflix. So instead of having to spend like $500 on all the, all the Spanish language lessons, and I did that. You, can, yeah, you can get access for free for seven days to all of the Spanish lessons or whatever language you want to learn. Yeah. And if you decide that you want to carry on because you like their vibe, you like the way it works, then uh, then you could just pay like a low monthly subscription. Huh. So Sweet. it's really cool. Yeah. And again, that links zero to travel.com slash easy. And if you like listening to podcasts, learning language through audios is fabulous because you can learn anywhere while you're on a train, a rickety train, maybe on a bike ride across the country. Who knows? So uh, also, if you go through that link, you'll also be supporting uh, this show because I'm an affiliate for them as well. Highly recommend them because I've used their products many times. So thanks to them. Okay, Matt, mm-hmm. we got a lot to talk about because it's potpourri, of course. Yeah, is, uh, is smells the, good in here. Smells good in here. I wish we had some potpourri on the desk. Uh, first, I wanted to ask you a big question. We're in Boulder, Colorado, which yeah. is a place that I lived for quite some time before I moved to Norway. I mean, you're one of the reasons I live here. Well, thank you. That means a lot. Is that is that true? Yeah. Like, is that really? Yeah. How, why? Now, why? What happened? Uh, you talked very highly about it. I mean, you like when I met you, we met in Philadelphia, but you were currently living in Boulder. Yeah. And I had known about Boulder before moving here. And it's one of those like it's it's on the list of like places where, you know, entrepreneurs kind of flock to because it's so nice. And it's just one of those, you know, sunny, one, three days just, of sunshine a year. It's always just one of those. It's on the list of like greatest places to live in the country. You know, it's always in that always on a list there and mountains but you were here and so i at least knew somebody and you talked it up so well and you and the one thing you said and i remember this you said i've been all over this country and i chose boulder <laughs> yeah you did you said yeah. i've been everywhere i've been to Show, every state not tell right <laughs> yeah you were like i've been everywhere i've seen it all and i chose here and i'm like <laughs> well okay so like not not many people do that. Right. right? I don't or, think any place checks every single box. You know, I mean it's it's yeah. impossible. There's no perfect place, but to me, Boulder was the most perfect place for me. And I feel the same way. Well, what do you love about Colorado now that you've been here for a while? Uh, I love the people. For uh, every time I go home and I go to, you know, I have a Christmas party, I go home and visit my parents or whatever. My everyone asks me like, "Well, what's your favorite thing about Colorado?" And I'm like, "Honestly, it's the people." Really? Yeah, because being you're, you're from the east coast from philly right. yeah. yeah so like people are just fucking mean sorry people just mean it's okay uh and and say that. that's that's just it's true i i i had this anecdote but you're from the east coast and you're yeah. not mean no but i have a bite you know like <laughs> right. i could be i could be a little off-putting sometimes <laughs> you know like i have a little road rage here and there <laughs> but i i had this anecdote where we were so we when we moved here we would cross the street Right, you know, just cross any street, and it's a walking, walking area, biking area, mm-hmm. and people would stop like a mile away and wave you through, even though you were nowhere near the crosswalk. They like waited for you to. I'm like, geez, everyone's so patient here, right? <laughs> and then we go. Steph and I went home to visit my parents, and I walked across a street, and a guy sped up to like basically go get the hell out of my way, and, and I right. was like, and I. And I to the point where I could smack the back of his trunk really? with my hand. Like that's, that's how dangerous. It was super dangerous. And I go, I am so glad. <laughs> like that's the it was the biggest yeah. dichotomy. And right. it just was very clear to me, like, oh, I I chose right. And it's it's people. And then obviously, like I came here because of snowboarding and beer and has, you know, checks all the boxes. My goal in life is to, if I can, I have this like I have this mental image of what I want, what I think. Like where I die, like my heaven, if that's a thing, right? Yeah. Is I am, I am, it's cold. I'm on a wooden deck. I am drinking hot coffee and I'm staring at snow capped mountains. Yeah. That's it. That's not, that's my, that's my heaven on earth. I always remember this mental image because you bring it up and yeah. I, I have the same one. The actually. same exact, yeah, just, is it coffee? Yeah. Yes. Is there, what, yeah, there, is there specifics? Is there specifics to it that are, like uh i just love the idea of yeah being able to like open a window that's say sealing the floor Mm -hmm. i mean you get this when you travel right you get these spectacular certain places you get these spectacular views and you just you get to savor that moment yeah but i can't imagine having that every single day well you know yeah that's the other thing too we've i've talked about this before with friends is like you know i i live here 
and I have that. Like we, we, I don't have like this. I don't have a deck, and but we, but from our bedroom window, we can see the flat irons. Sweet, kind of like enough. Right, like in the winter time more so because all the trees are dead, so you can see through them. Right, when it's you know in the spring and in the then summer. Then you indulge in your coffee fantasy. Well, right? I don't drink coffee staring at the window next to my bed. Like I don't stand there. I don't creepily do that. next to yeah. the bed while your girlfriend sleeps. No, I don't. <laughs> are you up? Are you up yet? No, like I. I don't do that, but you know, I used to when I first moved here. I'd wake up and I and I peek the blinds open. I look at the mountains and just go like, "Oh, I looked at the mountains today." Mm-hmm. Now I don't do that anymore. Okay, like you take it for granted. Not right. that I take it for granted because there's there's days where I drive and I go, "Oh, I love that I live here." Like you have that moment where you're like, "Ah, oh, this is it. I did it." Yeah, and you for but you, for the most part, you're still living a normal life. You forget that, and it's like the people who, you know, it's like it's like. I love, you know, just pick any random place where you would vacation, yeah. Cancun or something like I'm just taking some random thing, Bermuda. And then you go and live in Bermuda. Well, then it becomes home. It's just the place right. you live. And then you sometimes it doesn't, you know, you have to just you have to do things that sort of jog that 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 feeling that, oh, I live here. Oh, right. I live here. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, well, my God. It's amazing. I, I want to talk about that feeling in a minute, because one of the things I want to talk to you about that I know is going to resonate with people listening is this idea that the physical space you occupy, uh, somehow, how it affects you. I mean, it, it, it does affect you. It can't not affect you. Yeah. I mean, you're surrounded by different people. You're surrounded by different surroundings. You can have a different attitude from that. I actually, you know, I was teasing that out, and I forgot what I was going to talk about before oh. I got into that. So we're just gonna have to jump right into it, because I'm going to circle okay. back to whatever I want. But coming out here and being out here for a while, what, what has that done to your, let's take creativity yeah. as an example, because... You're still the same person. You were mm. living well. I mean, all right. I definitely think I've changed. Well, that's true. I shouldn't say that because we're all changing yeah. as time goes on. Of course, no, but I think growing. moving here was it changed me a lot. Okay, but, so but yeah. oh, I remember what I was going to talk about. <laughs> Sorry, but I'm going to talk about it. Afterwards. Okay, all right. So getting out here, getting settled. What has the new surround? It's not new anymore, mm-hmm. but going from living in Philly and then getting around these people, you're saying, Oh, the people are a big reason why I'm here. Yes. Learning. They, it, they're, they're not a reason I am here. They're the reason I, when I, it, what's the biggest difference between living in, you know, Philadelphia, South Jersey area. And here it's like, everyone thinks, Oh, the weather, it's nice. Yeah. Those are things too, but it's honestly like, I can't, it's is the it, people. Is that culture? Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, for example, like I go to the grocery store and they ask me how I'm doing legitimately. How's your, <laughs> like, do you have any plans tonight? I'm yeah. like, and in Jersey, I'd be like, what? No, what? no. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not doing anything. But are you like that because you're in New Jersey and that's the way everybody else is? So you're, you no think ever, you should be like that? No one ever asks you in Jersey. They don't, they don't care. They right. Don't but is that know. their fault or is, is your, if, if they, if that's somebody, culture, you're right. But it's if culture. somebody, yeah, if somebody did ask you in a genuine way, would you still be like, eh, no, I would, I would be like, weird. I, you, I would, I would, I would, consider it a breath of fresh air i'd be like uh hey uh good today's good why is it that way in the northeast versus out west it's just it's a different way of life it's a you know everyone's in my opinion everyone's just kind of focused on themselves it's really just like a it's a place where and not everybody obviously like i don't want to generalize yeah but but the general like i'm from yeah you're from the yeah right so So it it feels like everyone's just kind of every man for himself sort of attitude where here it's there obviously is that, but it's not it's not in a like cultural setting, right? Where it's you know like, hey, I'm trying to get to work. You're in my way, right? Right? Where it's like, I'm trying to get to work. That guy's probably also trying to get to work. <laughs> let's let's help each other get to work. Like we're both in the same traffic jam. You know, it's like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, take a break. Listen to a podcast. Chill, chill out. <laughs> you know, but there's some there's obviously some like quirks that are. You know, that that has its side effects that, uh, you know, people are a little bit more timid when they drive. And so yeah. I'm a more of aggressive driver being from the East Coast. And so it makes driving a little bit more unsafe because yeah. people are moving at like, you, me, who's go? No, you go. No, me. I'll go. <laughs> it's funny that you had a walking anecdote because I had one as well. It was different. I was walking on the street behind a New Yorker. I could tell from the accent. And I just remembered this moment because it was it was sort of the opposite of what you experienced. Mm-hmm. Where they were like, uh, 
everybody's walking so fucking slow here. Yeah. So they were just like yeah. in a hurry and they were super frustrated yeah. that people were just casually strolling down the street. Oh, yeah. And just kind of like bustling past. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, there is a big cultural difference between, or I shouldn't say between, but I think the a way to put it is like the speed of life. Speed I don't of life know is different. Yeah. It's certainly totally a, right. Yeah. It's because a, people here, a lot of people here are driven and doing cool things, yeah. but it's, it's like if there's a powder day, oh yeah, it's just accepted that mm-hmm. you're not that people are if they're not at work, they're out skiing, and that's just okay. Yeah, because the, that's what you do, right? The, it's just, the bite's gone. It's just like I had a bite when I lived in South Jersey. I would get you know perturbed, yeah, for lack of a better term. And now I don't do that anymore. So what are changing cultures essentially is what we're talking yeah. about, uh, which is the makeup we can say of people and, and the place and everything. What did that do to your work? It slowed it down. It wasn't. I'm not as. Um, is slow a bad thing? No, it's actually a super healthy thing. I think the idea of being a very driven entrepreneur is good. Like, sir, uh, there's a you know, driving sixty miles an hour with everybody else is is fine. Doing 120 weaving in and out of traffic is unsafe, and that's essentially as a as a person who's driven. Like, I tend to do that. I tend to push myself in that direction. But here. Like there's other things to do besides like I was just sitting in my home. I was just sitting in my in my brother's office. You know, that's because I lived with my brother for a while or I lived in my condo for a while by myself and I didn't like have a lot of friends and I just like worked. I yeah. just worked, worked, worked. Um, not that I was not that I was being unhealthy about it, but this just my general work has slowed down here and I've just there's other things to do basically. Yeah. I don't, I'm not, I don't, you know, there's nothing to do in South Jersey. Let me tell you. Right. You know, I mean, it's funny because you were, you have a variety of different websites, yeah. mostly if driven by affiliate marketing uh-huh. stuff, which basically means you can promote different products. People click on a link and then you get a small commission for, yep. or, or big, depending on the price of the depending, product. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, I mean, you can talk about your various projects if, if you'd like, if that yeah. makes sense. It seems to me that I don't know if you were intentionally building what we would call, I'm using air quotes here, a lifestyle business, which means, well, it's like we talk about with our community location indie, a lot of stuff we talk about on the podcast. Yeah. Okay, how can you be a digital nomad? Well, if you set up a business in a certain way that accommodates your lifestyle, so mm-hmm. for people listening to this podcast, a lot of times for us, that means, hey, we want to have freedom to travel. So we have to be able to earn money from anywhere yeah. so we can have that freedom. That's something that's going to give, we don't have to, but that's going to give us more freedom to travel. So that might mean for some people getting a job with like a company that allows you to work remotely. Mm-hmm. Maybe you do like what I did for a while. You, you work and travel and just like travel and, and you're doing like a, yeah, like, a the, traveling like traveling job. is in the job. Traveling's in the job. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe you build a business. That's a lifestyle business that allows you to work from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, when you were working on swim university, which is one of your business properties. So it's a website. It helps people with pool and hot tub care. Yeah. Were you intentional about that? Or were you just trying to like make it online? No, I was intentional about that because, well, one, I started in the pool industry when I was 13. It was my first job. So yeah. I always say like, I didn't choose the pool niche. It chose me because right. I just it was my first summer job. And I it was, just, I don't know, it's just something I knew. And I know it like inside, like if you had a pool or a hot tub right now, you needed me to, you needed help with it. Like you could just call me. I would know the answer immediately. You'd be like, eh, the acidity is yeah. blah, 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 blah. I could literally, throw that thing in. I could drink the water and Chemicalize be like, chemicalize it. Yeah. My, <laughs> referencing my rap song, but like I could drink the water and be like, all right, you need some, uh, <sighs> chlorine. Here's a little bit of pH. Did I, you, no, did I, you ever drink hot tub water? Yeah. To like, yeah. Okay. As a bit. On a video. Oh, okay. This wasn't part of your no. when you were cleaning pools. No, I didn't. Because that would explain a lot. I mean, I could taste if, <laughs> if something had low pH or not. Because okay. it's just like, yeah. if it's, yep. it's got a low little pH. bite to it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But for the most part, yeah, it, it, it was intentional. My whole intention was I don't want to work for anyone else ever again. That's it. That's that. It continues to drive me even today. The thing is, is that I've gotten to a place where... See, that to me is a different intention because you can have a lot of different types of businesses yeah. that you don't have to work for anybody else. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't have to answer to anybody else ever. I don't have a client. Like, because, you, you know, even as a freelancer, like, as you, there's client work. And that is essentially your boss for, the, for that particular project. Mm-hmm. I didn't want that either because I did that work too. That's how, I, that's how I got into this was I started doing, you know, freelance website, website design work and web coding and stuff. 
while I was building Swim University and I was working at job too. So like I did all the, all the things. Yeah. And all of those things required bosses. And then I was just like, I don't want a boss. And I don't want somebody to, to dictate my hours or I didn't want to be on any deadlines. All of those things. Because one, yeah, I, I, I'm not really a traveler by any means, but I travel within the state. I go to I go snowboarding constantly. I have a, a, a house share up in the mountains that I go to. And I want to be able to go there on a Tuesday because the mountains right. aren't packed. Right. Or a Tuesday or a Wednesday and I bring my laptop with me. And if I have to get work done, great. I can do work up there. But I've kind of built my life to not have to do work. Like, I don't really have to do anything because things I've done all that work up front. I did yeah, all yeah. that, yeah. you know, and now it's sort of like, oh, it's kind of on autopilot and I don't have to. But because I'm a driven, creative entrepreneur, I always have to be doing something. I can't just right. do nothing. Yeah, I mean, and there's some element of things that needs to be done at even yes. if something's pretty established. There's well, yeah. always kind of tweaking technical issue or but yeah. OK, so you just didn't want to have a boss. When I first heard that, I was thinking, okay, I just don't like people telling me what to do. But you're actually saying like, oh, no, I didn't want to have the boss because I don't want to have to ask somebody if I can take off and yeah. go up to the mountains or, or whatever. Or do anything, yeah. Or okay. like wake up late. <laughs> doesn't matter. But, okay, so you're in Jersey. Yeah. You started actually earning an income as a, a lifestyle business entrepreneur. You wouldn't have called it that at the time, I, I'd imagine, because you're just like, hey, I just want to make money online so I don't have to have a boss. Yeah. And didn't sound like you were taking too much of advantage of that in Jersey. So, I mean, what was no. the mindset? And and this might apply to people listening where you're like, okay, at what point do you decide, like, if somebody's going to decide to travel around the world for a year, uh -huh. at what point do you actually make the decision to do that? Because there's this, for a lot of people, I would say most people, there's this mm. stewing process. There's this sort of casual research turns into like more serious, but yeah. thinking and sleeping on it and mm -hmm. all that. Now you're settled into the East Coast. Like it didn't seem like at a certain point you thought about moving that much. And maybe I'm just making an assumption, but yeah, what was that process for you? I thought about move. I, I wanted to move here. I wanted to move to Colorado. I was 22 when I first came out here to go snowboarding at Steamboat. And I was like, oh, this is my home. I knew that immediately. Oh, okay. That was 10, 10, 15 years ago. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. I mean, 35 now. So that was a, lot, a long time ago. So. But when did you get serious about it? Uh, I didn't get serious about it until I met Steph, which was, you know, like I met Steph, um, who's my girlfriend who I live with now in, in, in Boulder. And she also wanted, to, when I met her and we started dating, she also wanted to move to Colorado. And I'm like, this is my chance. Yeah. yeah. Like this is, otherwise I don't think I would have done it because it was just me. I was living with my brother. I was making okay money. I think I was doing like 20 to $40,000 a year with some university but it was something. And I was doing website design work on the side to supplement it. And I was like, okay. You know, and I, we, I, I even thought about moving to DC because that's where Steph was yeah. at the time. I was like, oh, maybe I'll go down there. My best friend lived there too. So I was like, ah, oh, that would be a big change. You know, and I, I just needed to get, I wanted to go somewhere, but I really wanted to come here. Yeah. And then it was just like, that was- You, had, you had a kind of like a support, I guess. Yeah. Stephanie, or just you, you had somebody to do it with. Yeah, and I don't. I didn't really have a lot of like, not not to say I didn't have a lot of things holding me back. Yeah, you know, from going. Yeah, I mean, for some people, being able to be location independent, which you are, even yes. though we're sitting in your beautiful studio mm -hmm. in your beautiful home in yep. Boulder, Colorado, for you that means having a lifestyle business or being location independent doesn't mean traveling around the world everywhere. It means, hey, I'm going to go skiing on a Tuesday because the mountain's not going to be packed mm -hmm. and nobody's going to be at my the home that I share with people up there. Right. Or, hey, I want to sleep in today because I was at a brewery last night <laughs> and I don't feel like getting up and shooting these videos right now, whatever the case is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, do you feel like getting out here allowed you to really embrace what that really means yes. for you? A hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. This one I'm talking about like changing your surroundings kind of making such a huge difference you know I, I, it was it's it like changing my surroundings and it's like i live in a very beautiful very nice place and i have a very good friend network out here because one of the things i did when i moved out here which i i you know i, I don't I forget how long it's been since i've been on the show and i think we talked a little bit about this but basically i came out here and said yes to everything because I knew no, I you were here. You were the only person. You I were knew. a yes man in a good way. I was a yes man, <laughs> and I just was like, I, you know, if you, I, you put me in touch with one person, 
and then it just spidered. Do you from there. consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? I consider myself an extrovert for sure. Yeah. Um, I I thrive being around people. I invite. I, I if it were up to me, I'd have people here every day. But I would get t- I get tired of that too. You know. I get, yeah. But for the most part, like yeah, I like I like having people. I I mean, so I built my house to be a place where parties could be. You know, like I have a kegerator, I have a beer fridge. Like it's a whole. Like it's it's for entertaining, right? And and the house that I want to eventually build in Colorado is is going to be built for that sole purpose. And your girlfriend, uh-huh. an introvert, more introvert, right? more of an introvert, yeah. So maybe some advice here for people that are in that type of coupling, or maybe they're going to go on a trip with somebody who's an introvert and they're an extrovert, or yeah. vice versa. How do you guys make that work? Uh, I think it works well. I don't know. It's it's simple. Not that it shouldn't work, but I mean, well, I mean, certainly like. I have to respect when, you know, is when she's like being tired of the people or tired of like wants to have alone time. Yeah. I respect that. Right. Right. I don't have that moment where I'm like, I just need to be just like glad to be alone today. Yeah. I, I want to just lay in bed sometimes like, and you know, just because I'm either hungover right. or whatever. But yeah, I, I just I just respect it. Yeah. And vice versa. Right. She respects that the idea that like. I thrive around people. I like having people over. And so in the beginning it was tough, but it was a compromise like anything else in a relationship. It's, you know, you have to compromise. So you've been successfully running these location dependent businesses for over a decade, but you're very brutally honest about all the work it takes to get to that point. Mm -hmm. How many years it took? You said six or seven years, I think to start making money with you. Is that right? Yeah. Um, A little longer. I do want to get some tips on setting up because we might as well tap into that wisdom and I'm going to give you a little time to think about this, okay. but I'm going to get some tips on, I guess if, if somebody was just starting out and they're like, Hey, I want to do this lifestyle business thing so I can travel. Like yes. again, for your case, it's not travel based, but the whole idea. And, and I think this well, is what, it got me here. Right. right. So, and it could get, yeah. take you anywhere. Yeah. So I, I'm going to let your subconscious do on that a bit okay. because I'm going to table that. I want to leave those tips for a little bit later. Okay. But I do want to talk about overseas travel, something you seem mm. a little bit kind of yeah. averse to, which is interesting to me. Not not because uh, you should be interested in it because it's not everybody's thing, but like you do travel. You've told me you enjoy traveling. You go to conferences and do different things. I do, yeah. And also in Money Lab and with the stuff that you do for work, you're all about experimentation. This seems to be like your core framework uh, that you work through or the lens that you see things through when it comes to your business. You're like, all right, I'm going to do this as an experiment. Yeah. I'm going to get into this. And to me, I think that's a, that's a real healthy way to approach travel too, Mm. because when you do that, I think it takes away the expectations that you have around something. Right. So if you go into a trip or anything, you're like, or a business idea, you say, Hey, this is going to like, this is going to fly. It's going to be awesome. And things don't work. You're like, Oh, that didn't pan out exactly how I want. But if you're just like, hey, I'm going to experiment with this. I'm going to try it. Yeah. See what it's like. And if you haven't traveled before and you say want to go on an, on an overseas trip and you want to spend three months abroad, I think that's a pretty healthy mindset to have, which is something I love about the way you approach things because it take, kind of takes the pressure off, mm-hmm. right? You're just like, all right, well, I'm just, this is an experiment. It's just sure. changes things, right? Yeah. So you do th- see things through an experimental lens. What has prevented you from kind of experimenting with travel a bit more yeah. i'm just curious well i've done um travel i've done long-term travel it's just been in the continental united right. states like i've i was, just say overseas travel yeah, yeah so there was a there was like even last year we did uh three or four weeks where i went to portland or i went to, yeah portland and seattle and then for the first time ever i with a passport that i've had and then had never used i went to canada and it was funny because, like, uh, I I had this joke where uh, I was at, I was, it was in Portland with a bunch of friends, and we were talking. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to Canada. Can, like, I hear, oh. can I hear your best Canadian accent? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, oh I mean, yeah. That's oh, Macho yeah. Man Randy Savage. This is my Canadian accent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, hey there. Looking for a little loony. <laughs> I have a... Oh, I'm sorry. Um. Anyway, I want to talk about uh, <laughs> my. <laughs> you, you should watch Wheels Ontario. Have you seen Colt Kroll's show at all? No. I, got, I want to play just all the Wheels Ontario. It's the funniest. It's basically a Degrassi High ripoff, but it's like, it's so hilariously Canadian. It's, it's what hysterical. was the old beer movie from Canada? Uh, a Strange Brew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
So I've done long-term travel. And the, the anecdote that I wanted to share was I, I had, so my, my, I was with a b- bunch of friends and I'm like, I'm going to Canada and I'm like, I've never been out outside of the country. And they're like, no way. And I was like, yeah. I was like, look at my passport. It has no stickers. And they're like, well, the fact that you said stickers means I know you've never been out of the country. <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever. I don't know what Should goes in it. put the sticker next to the Hello Kitty one, yeah. sir? It's like, I don't like, and I didn't even get stamped when I go over to Canada. You know, and we drove over because the truth is I am afraid to travel overseas. Why? I'm, af- what, I'm what afraid, afraid of the shock of being in a country I'm not familiar with and being in, in a place where they don't speak my language, um, which I know is not true. Like I, I have all of my friends travel. I'm like the only one who's really never been overseas. Um, and but you're going to come visit Norway. So that's, I, you know, there are, so, so I didn't mean to interrupt you. Cause I do want to hear your fears around this. That's it. I mean, it's basically like, I'm, a, I don't like airplanes. And so for me, it's, Every time I get on an airplane, it's like it's a it's a strike mark on my life expectancy, right? It's not true, right? right? But I have a it's like a battery life, you know. So when I get on a plane, it sucks the battery life out of me. So I try to minimize the time that I'm in the air in my life because I know that that is just like a fear crushing thing for me. Technically. It's extending your life according to Einstein's theory of relativity because you're going faster than everybody else relative to them. Yeah. Therefore, you're a little bit younger. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> in, gen- in general, I have a I have a fear of like massive man made objects, but in but I love roller coasters, so it doesn't make any sense. So there's yeah, my fear is totally irrational, but it, that's true. And so I've been trying to figure out. What is something I can do? I can't like the the only reason I currently travel is because of a conference and mostly for businessy things or it's for to hang out with my friends. So going home for Christmas and stuff, I I do that because I get to go and hang out with my friends and family. Like it's it's a reason that pulls me there. Right. Why do I go to Portland? It's because there's there's a conference going on and there's friends that I have there. Community. There's a community. Yeah. You know what? The, there's there's reasons for me to go to these places. I have a I have a, a an agenda. The, the 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 you know the Canada trip was it was like it was checking off like I'm 35 and I should have I should you know I should not be in the United States. I should leave the United States. And that was pretty much the reason I went to Canada. I went to Vancouver. Right. And so it was really cool, but that wasn't a shell shock. Obviously, going to Canada is not like yeah. oh my god, everything's different here. And I just the joke that I walked around, I'm like, wow, they have that just like us. Oh, like just like America, right? Yeah, because it is. Yeah. But I'm trying to sit here and think of, and I've been. This is an exercise that I've been working on for a while. Is like, what would be the the event or the the reason that like I'd be like, hell yeah, I'm getting on a plane because the first time I ever got on a plane, I was 22 and I came to Steamboat. And the reason I got on the plane was because I'm like, hell yeah, I want to snowboard in Colorado. Right. Like, it was just like, I don't care. Hell yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to suffer through the fear of getting on an airplane and being in a place I've never been and driving into the mountains and like all these things that I like so out of my comfort zone. Mm. But I want to do that so badly that I didn't care. It's a good way to kickstart travel. Yeah. I think if you're, if you've been hesitant, what, what would be that thing? Beer. Yeah, yeah, I think so. The more I think, you, of, me, you brew a lot of beer. I You're do. A home brewer. Yes, and so, beer is sort of. I've kind of come to terms with, like, I, passion has always been a weird word for me. It's like, oh, are you like? I like music. Sure, I like, you know, business and stuff. I'm like, my passionate about those things, mm, but beer, yeah. yes, yes. So I, what would I can be honestly, the thing, like Oktoberfest or something. Like not that, even that. Or? It would be. It would be going to like Belgium and going to like a very exclusive beer event, not a once in a lifetime thing, but like drink. I want to go to Cologne. I love Kolsch. It's one of my favorite styles of beer. That's where it originated. I want to drink Kolsch's the way they drink Kolsch's from, you know, Cologne. I want to drink Belgian beers, Lambics, all those things in Belgium at these I want to go to these breweries the way I go to the breweries in the, in the states. That would be that would be really cool. Oktoberfest, yeah, more I ha- of a party. I want to experience. This is more that. about tasting craft beer. Yeah, history. Yes, origin. 
like it's hawk to Authentic, brewers. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. And but, I would want that to be. I need that. I need it to be taken care of for me. Like, hey, we're you know, there's a beer tour thing, and I would. I'm like, I think I would do that. Like, I would go. I want to go to like the Czech Republic, Pilsner or Kell. Well, I don't think you said you think you would do that. You, that was that that's would be a hell yeah, right? That's something I'm. It's it's something I'm coming to terms with of like Wait. hell yeah. What is, what do you potpourri? What's that I smell? Is is that a is that a bucket list? I smell. It's, oh my gosh! You know you have an overseas bucket list now, my I friend. I have something, but I thing, didn't know that was going to come out of this show. Well, I think I look. I think that I if don't I, be hesitant, man. Well, Embrace it. But here's the thing: if I died tomorrow, I I wouldn't. You know, if we're, if I was on my deathbed, let's just say, because yeah. I'm still conscious, I wouldn't be like I didn't go to Belgium. Damn, man. I didn't go to damn ah rats i wouldn't i wouldn't go to i wouldn't go to my death with that regret is there something well no there isn't not no not anymore i've I've, no i'm done (laughs) i there's one other thing which is the 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 view like the standing on the deck drinking the coffee i've done that before Mm -hmm. you know but mostly for a vacation home or something but you know here in the home that i live in so i would regret not getting like the house and having my own like home brewery and all of those things but but honestly like i can say moving here was such a huge bucket list life-changing event that it's like it like not a lot of people do that and not a lot of people work for themselves to be able to do that so like i've done the thing that i feel like i've just kind of done two really big good important things and so now it's just about how can I have the most fun going forward? How can I just live really, really well? And what does that look like? And for me, if I'm being honest, it's sort of the same reason to kind of circle it back to the beginning. I want to treat everyone else. I want to be an angel on earth if I can do that. And I want other people to take advantage in a, in a good way of the success that I've been able to, to make for myself and the home that I've been able to create and have them come here and, you know. Yeah. I mean, I that's, that. that's a beautiful place to be, man. Like, if you could sit here and say, if I was on my deathbed tomorrow, mm-hmm. not going to have any real serious regrets. No regrets. I think if anybody's listening to this, this is, a, this is something that's an awesome exercise, right? Mm. I think it's just practically speaking, like, it's not, these are the kind of things that I like to think, I try to think about often. Yeah. Because... They're the kind of things that it's really easy to not think about them every day or right. for weeks or for months or for years mm-hmm. sometimes. So thinking about something like that, saying to yourself, all right, well, if I was on my deathbed next week for some random reason, yeah. like would I would I have any big regrets? Mm-hmm. And and saying, All right, if you can't decide what to do next or what big thing you should pursue or whatever, yeah. that kind of makes it pretty clear I don't, pretty fast, doesn't it? I don't have a, yeah, I don't, it does. I can honestly say, like, I don't really have a big thing that I want to pursue awesome. right now. Thank hey, you. I'm going to high five that because that's, yeah. and we can high five. That's huge. Well, I always high five out when I'm in person on the podcast. I, I did it a little early there because I got excited, but no, man, that's a beautiful thing. I mean, I really, it makes me super happy for you to yeah. know that y- you as a friend like came here and like you've gotten that much out of it. And yeah. That was such a big thing for you. I don't know if I knew that it was at that level, you know, where you Yeah, can, it, yeah. And there, and there's definitely times where I have to, you know, remind myself of where I live. And and you know, the the winter time happens, you know, when, like I love the winter here and I love spring and I love some parts of summer. You know, sometimes in the summer I'm like, oof, then you really, can travel. Really yeah, I really want to go to a beach. And it's funny cuz in, su- in the summer I was like, when I go home, I'm going to go back to Jersey. I'm going to the friggin' Jersey Shore because I love the Jersey Shore. I love it. I love it. It will always love the Jersey Shore. And I love Philadelphia. Speaking of a cultural institution, at least for me, growing up going to the Jersey Shore, I'm like, I want to take my kids to the Jersey Shore because I want them to have the Jersey Shore experience. It gets a bad rep after the show and everything, but Um, they, they will not have the same affinity for it as you do. And I and I recognize like when I go back. Like, but I will say when I go to Philly, I feel, man, more people should be in Philly. Yeah. Like Philly is the next Portland all day, every day. This is like the circle of life, right? You leave your hometown, then you get home, more hometown pride. Yeah. And then you come back and you're like, all right, well, maybe I didn't appreciate those things when I was there. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm gone, like, 
do not talk trash about my hometown. Well, my hometown's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I don't talk trash about Philly, but I never did. Philly's always been yeah. like I always loved Philly. But I, you know I what I'm saying, there. though. I yeah. think that is like a natural oh, sure. cycle a lot for a lot of people. For sure. And I try not to do that. And the Jersey Shore, like I wanted to, like I actually went home, and I'm like, I'm going because yeah. I was craving going to the shore, and I actually never went. Like I just didn't get. I was pr- so pressed for time because I have to see everybody when I go home. Right. That like it wasn't like I could make it down the shore one day, but. All right, yeah. so listen, your your house here, like you said, it's set up to entertain, mm-hmm. to give people a good experience. You've done that on this podcast, I think. But helping people with your website, Money Lab, and lifestyle yeah. business, being location independent, we're going to tap your decade plus of experience building these types of businesses so you can have this kind of lifestyle. Okay. Like for you, again, it's not as much like overseas travel. It sounds like that's coming. but It what, will happen, yeah. What are some of your... This is going to sound so bad, and I know you're going to hate this because I know the kind of stuff you do. What are your top tips for... Because it's so general, but like, yeah. if we dig in a little bit and you could seriously say, like, say you're sitting down with somebody and you're like, yo, Matt, I live in Jersey. I want to move to Boulder. I want to have the freedom to do the things you do. Like, I want what you have. Yeah. Um, please, like, share some of your wisdom with me. Like, what are you, tell- what are you going to tell that person? Like, what approach should they take? What... I mean, I should just leave it as a blank slate, then we can kind of sure. dial in a little bit. Um, but- so, all right. I should mention, but as you think about that, because you yeah. have a course in the Paradise Pack this year, it's all about affiliate marketing, yes. which is something you're an expert on. I know you won't say that, but I will, <laughs> because you. if you're making the kind of money you are doing it, then I would yeah. say you're an expert on it. And you have multiple sites that are making money with affiliate marketing. Yeah. So you're going to have this course in the Paradise Pack this year. By the way, that goes April 23rd to the 29th. If you haven't heard about it, it's a bundle sale with a bunch of awesome products to help you live, work, and travel anywhere. And Matt's in it this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like your third year in it, yeah, I think, which is year. awesome. So Three different products. Um, yeah, and we can talk about affiliate marketing specifically or if you want to take a broader approach. I do want to take a broader approach. Okay. Um, I think what I would do is you have to think about what you ultimately want. And I did not do this prior to. Like, I think I got lucky in a lot of the choices that I made in the, in the path that I took early on. And I didn't know where it would go. But ultimately, it's like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I chose like the non-influencer route, right? Or, or, the, not, or the route where I, where I personally don't have to create something every week, you know, or people would lose their minds. Podcasting is one of those like where it's you can do podcasting certain ways. You can do a podcast where it's like every week I'm here every Monday, which is the way a lot of my podcasts work. Or you can be seasonal, right? Same with YouTube. You can do seasonal shows instead of doing you know, every week type of thing. You can build a resource website instead of building a blog where you're forced to write every day from your point of view. This is where the design part comes in. Yeah. Right? Like if you're designing it that way, you're going to have more freedom from it. Yeah. So I picked by accident, again, like not intentionally, a lot of things that gave me more freedom than 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 I didn't realize that a lot of my friends, they didn't have. Because of the, the the same, we do this very similar things. It's just that they chose one direction, and it's like, oh well, now you have to. You're on this hamster wheel of doing this thing all the time, right? right. Um, so, I can certainly take those paths still today, uh, and I. But I actively now that I'm conscious of that, you know, that of that lifestyle, I I act I, I avoid it or I try to avoid. Yeah, it. I mean, I think. There still has to be some personality, though, and you do that with what you do. Like, sure. so I mean, unless you're like Amazon.com or something. Okay, we don't need uh, Jeff Bezos to be on the homepage yeah. talking to you for it to work, mm-hmm. right? No, right. But you bring a unique thing to all of your projects. Sure. That's you. But you're saying you're not ha- you're not being hamstrung by making yourself the core part of it. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Or or even like Money Lab is is me. Give me the advice in thirty seconds. <laughs> like if you're on if you're on the elevator and I'm talking to you and like. Give me, give me like, okay. give it to me straight. Fine. Think of everything that you do in business as a project that has an end date. Everything. If you can design, if you could design a business where you create something and it has a, you, you started on one date and you know it's going to end on another date, right? Then you keep building those assets that continue to pay off for you over time. That's it. So the way I look at it is like, there's TV shows that run their course. They have two seasons, Twin Peaks, two seasons. It is a time capsule you could watch that show no matter where it was a project for david lynch and his team for for two years 
okay, cool. David Lynch has done so many other things after that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it shows that. I love Twin Peaks, but like, but David Lynch, his career is he did this one thing for two years, and it's and we still watch it. Yeah, like he still he still makes money off of it. Mm-hmm. You know, Seinfeld did nine years of one complete project, and now he continues to make money off of it, and and he does more things, and it allows him to pull himself away to do another project. So I don't like the idea of like, oh, I run 10 businesses all at the same time. They all have moving parts. It's like, no, that's stressful. You focus on one thing at a time. You have an end date in mind, whether that is the project itself ends or your involvement in that project ends. I feel like there always has to be that because a lot of businesses nowadays, especially with like YouTube and influencer marketing and software, it's like, a forever build. You know, it's a forever evolving thing. And if you didn't think of it that way and you thought of everything as like a project, then I think that'll set you up for a more location independent lifestyle and you're building assets that can pay off for you over time. So you want to share an example from your business portfolio? Um, yeah. I mean, like Swim University, the way I look at the website uh, it's an, again a website that teaches people how to take care take care of pools and hot tubs. I think of it, and I talked about this on the virtual summit that you guys hosted. I think of it as a textbook. So it's it's a it's an ever living thing, but it doesn't grow constantly forever. It's a book, and a book has a certain amount of pages. And every once in a while, you know, once a year, we go in and we edit the book for the next edition. Yeah, right. And it's like we're treating it, even though it's the same thing. We're treating the work that we do on it, pro- we projectize it. This was something that uh, people at the Virtual Summit, which we did recently, like you mentioned, uh, mentioned as a big takeaway. Mm-hmm. And this is something that Matt has taught me that I've never forgotten, which is this whole concept. Because yeah. it changes the approach to everything. It's, it's, not, it, it, it's not that the end result is different. It's just that the, pr- no, the approach that is different. It becomes more manageable instead of, like you said, this like sort of never-ending blog. Say, for well, example. you look at the you like, like you look at the YouTuber community, right? And it's and you know they're they're creating technically television shows, right? But they they it's like it's like the difference between creating a show like The Daily Show or creating a show like Arrested Development, right? The Daily Show, if that once it's done, it's over. Right, it goes away. All this, all these nighttime shows, you watch it that night. You completely forget about it. It's current events based. Yeah, you're never going to go back to it, right? Not evergreen. Not evergreen. <laughs> I guess that's that's ultimately the word. Yeah. Yeah. Is I try to think of everything I do as evergreen. Mm-hmm. Even the podcast, you know, the podcast that I do is weekly, but I just show up and hit record. That's it. That's all I have to do. I have yeah. processes and systems and, and people in place to help me produce this. And it's fun. Like, I could just get to focus on the the creative side of it, the talking, my personality, my my entertainment factor, and then sort of move on. You know, you have uh, your fears when it comes to travel that sure. you talked about, but then when it comes to the business stuff, you're just like, hey, I'm going to try this thing. I'm just going to yeah. do it, and then it's there. Yeah, and you're just like, I, oh, yeah, Matt's yeah. doing it again. And, you know, for maybe some people listening, and then this was me in the past, it was the opposite, right? I'm like, I'll travel everywhere, yeah. but, um, oh, I don't know if I should get into this thing. What if I have to do it forever? Yeah. And, you know, all these things come up. So there's a lot around imposter syndrome not yeah. thinking you're good enough to do it yeah um or maybe not thinking things are good enough to put out there so you mentioned some of the iconic tv shows where they're iconic now yeah but what kind of advice do you give to people who are struggling with that you, you just if, look as long as you care about something and you work on it with care it'll be good and your your know your taste in the beginning your taste i think this was a um who's that guy from uh, this american life Ira Glass. Ira Glass. He had a thing like where, you're, where in the beginning your taste is not going to match what you what you put out, right? So like you're going to put out something and, oh, that makes sense. and yeah. your taste isn't going to match. Right. Like right? In, in your head what you want it yeah. to be, it's not going to be there. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's just true, right? Yeah. Like the first, Accepting that is huge. Accepting that as a reality is huge, right? And then you move on and as you can, as your, your taste always stays the same for the most part, but you're skills get better yeah. as you keep producing and outputting. And eventually they, you they, improve your craft. Yeah, eventually the Venn diagram, you know, they, inter- they overlap and then or, also or you you're get a proud. good editor like I do. Yeah. You get a, <laughs> Yeah. Same. I have a good editor and I have a good, you know, I have a person who puts together my shows because they're better at it than I am. Right. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. You know, and 
I realized that I belong as the voice and the, you know, the, the entertainment value. And mm-hmm. I, and I have the knowledge in my head and all that stuff, but somebody needs to put this together because otherwise I won't. Yeah. Like that's the thing. I just won't. Um, because there's so many other things going on. I think that's huge. Yeah. Just if you can accept that, I, I mean, we call it permission to suck. Kind yeah. Of same, same, thing, same, same idea. Like, yeah. I, I started doing this recently with songwriting. Mm. So I'm just like, I just, for years playing the guitar, trying to come up with these little bits and everything. I'm like, why don't I just finish some songs? Yeah. Yeah. They're probably going to be some sucky ones, but oh, they're yeah. eventually, hopefully, will be some good ones too. But you can't have that without the other. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I do think like approaching what you do as a craft, I mean, this works with travel too, because I've talked to some people who, you know, they're afraid to make mistakes traveling and you're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to like do stuff where you spend more money than you should have. Yeah. You screw up, but that's how you learn. That's yeah. how you get better. And yeah, I mean, you do you think that. Because I believe this, but I'm I'm not sure what you believe. Do you think that putting stuff out in that way builds some kind of muscle? Yeah, uh, like, uh, yeah, like a habit. Type oh of my thing? god, That's, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Why is that? Is it because you're doing something? Right, you're because yeah. you're getting it out there. I mean, yeah, you gotta you gotta I gotta get on that elliptical machine behind you every day if I want to see results. Like it's not gonna it's not gonna work just because it's sitting in my office right now. Right, you gotta get on it. You gotta put out. Ooh. How do <laughs> how do you deal with? Or what advice would you give, I should mm. say, around approaching a big goal? So when you look at location independence, no, you can't. for example, yeah, right? I mean, say there's somebody listening and, and they're working their job and they haven't done, they haven't started one thing, thing yet, yeah. but they want this location independent thing yeah. and it's, it's just seems so big and yeah. there's a lot to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you, how do you look at a big, cause your brain works. I think we have some similarities in some ways where you just, if you uh, think about a project, you can kind of conceptualize the whole thing. Yes. And then you can, in a way, you yeah. don't know what twists and turns it's going to take. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, you can almost talk yourself out of it before you say, you know, you'd be sitting quietly for 15 minutes mm-hmm. at a desk uh, thinking about a project. And then like in the beginning, you're like, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, oh, is this and this and this. And then you're like, oh, oh my gosh, that's so huge. Oh no, that's, that's, just, yeah. that's too big. It, it creates. Paralyzing. Yeah. It creates overwhelm immediately. Yeah. What do you, what do you recommend for that? There was a there's an anecdote that I have that immediately comes to mind, and my dad told me this, and my dad, and this is a, fra- a common phrase, which is like, "How do you eat an elephant?" One bite at a time. All right, we all we all heard that, right? So there was this one moment <laughs> where I was uh, I was I was filming, or I wanted to film some videos for Swim University, right? And I had I was like I was like, Dad. I have this idea. Okay, so the, like the intro shot for all of my Swim University videos, it's going to be like this point of view of a diver, right? So it's like I, I got to put a camera on this guy's head. Imagine this. <laughs> He's on a high dive, right? And he runs off, and you see him do a bunch of flips like from his point of view, and he lands in the water, and like you see all the bubbles pull up, and then and then like it materializes like the SWIM, like Swim University. Like wouldn't that be an awesome opening? Like, okay, yeah, it would be an awesome opening. Sure. Okay. Well, I got to find a guy who will dive. <laughs> I got to find. A, I got to get a GoPro or whatever, like whatever contraption on your head. Right. And I'm like drawing this whole thing out. And then my dad was like, "One, you don't have to do all this right now. <laughs> no one gives a shit about the intro to the video. They want to know about pool care. They don't care how well. He's like, just put the logo on the screen and like fade it in. And I was like. <sighs> And I'd spent all this time <laughs> building up this idea in my head of this thing that I ultimately wanted. And then I went, crap, I can't do that right now because I need to f- hire a diver. I need to hire, you know, I need to do all these things to, to see my vision come to fruition. Yeah. And it was like, that's not even the thing. What are you doing? That's just, that's just your, that's us trying to over engineer life. Right. We always do that as humans. That's you can use it as a procrastination tool too. Which You're it like, is. I don't really want to make this video because I'm scared to stand in front of the camera and talk and what I'll look like. So yeah. I'll just spend like 14 hours creating the bumper. Right. <laughs> Which you, yeah, totally. And and that's the thing. You're ultimately like procrastinating on the thing that you're really supposed to be doing, which is like just actually sitting down and making the video, like you know, right. put it or writing the script or whatever. And for me, it's always been that. And I always try to practice frictionless publishing in some way, right? So I look at a project now, you know, in hindsight, or like, you know, I can say this now because I've done this so many times where 
like with Money Lab, you look at my Money Lab post, they're 5,000, 6,000 plus words. Yeah. yeah. But I do them, I do 100 words a day, you know what I mean, to get there because I'm because I'm constantly adding to the same post over and over again. Okay. And then I go back and is clean that, it up. Is that right? Do you do 100 words a day? Is that like no, 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 not, no, not, no. I just, whenever I do something on the project, I go and write it like I'm journaling, but I write it within the same blog post. And then oh, okay. by the end of it, it's like, well, you know what? You're reading it. It's published. It's live. You're reading the the shit. You're reading the crappy part of the work. Right. And then I'm cleaning as I'm going. And right. then, you know, a month from now, I'll have a 10,000 word article that's published. Right. And it's been published for a month. You know, it's been sitting out there. Same with video. I, I bought, you know, a, a, a mic that goes attaches to the camera and I have one light and I... F- turn the camera on and I just start talking. I don't have a script. If I, if anything, I just do bullet points. I put it on my phone and I just go because if I just go, there's so much you can clean up in editing. You yeah. can do like, I can remove all the times I look at my phone. I can just remove those. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's not going to make the coolest, greatest video ever, but it's going to make a video. Mm-hmm. It's, at, at the end of the day, there's a video. And then you're also building the skill of making a video. Right. And you get better getting, at it. Yeah. Being in front of the camera. Sure. And I, I do think the craft mindset when it comes to location-dependent business stuff is yeah. critical. It also does kind of take the pressure off, Yeah, I, I think, uh, because you know nobody comes out of the gates as a superstar. No. And that's just, when you accept, it's harder to accept that fact for yourself. Yeah. Because of the Ira Glass thing, sure, which is a great thing. I've never heard that before. Yeah, and, and it couldn't be said any better. Yeah, and, and which is why he's Ira Glass, right? But. And there's a whole video you can watch. It's like two minutes of him <laughs> explaining this. But the like same with home brewing. You are, today you were drinking the twentieth version of the same beer that I've been trying to make for a year and a half. Yeah, what was it called again? High fiving a million angels. Very good. Yeah, so. That's the 20th version of the same thing. I had messed up so many times. There were full five-gallon kegs that I dumped because they were bad, you know, in this process of, right. like, developing this recipe and, and like, using crappy equipment when I first started. Oh, you know, this my equipment has upgraded so much since the first batch of this. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, just I got, I got better as a brewer. My equipment got better because of my, you know, I got better and I got more confident. Therefore, I felt more confident to buy bigger and better equipment, all that stuff. Well, when Matt says he wants to open up his home to a party, he's not kidding around because we went when we had the location indie meetup here. Oh, yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, like we went to the Mountain Sun, which is where we're going after this. Uh-huh. I think my favorite brew pub of all time. Same. And Matt uh, took a bunch of people from our community back into his house. And I don't know what happened. Some shenanigans ensued, probably. But uh, just, beer no, just hung out, yeah. hanging out, drinking beer, yeah. opening up the home. Matt, mm. I am going to tell you, I love you. Just like you say in the bottom of your emails at Money Lab. <laughs> Where can people find you if they want to check out your stuff? Moneylab.co. Okay. That's the hub. 100, 100, yeah. Yeah. Dot co. And uh, if you want to learn from Matt and his vast experience, he's going to be in the Paradise Pack this year. Theparadisepack.com. And it's going to be running April 23rd to 29th, one of many products in there to help you live, work, and travel anywhere. So check that out and get on the list so you don't forget it. And also want to say a quick thank you to Pimsler for supporting today's show. If you go to zerototravel.com slash easy, you're going to land on the easiest solution to learning language. I guess Matt might be diving into some of the Spanish lessons that Pimsler. I mean, you like, do you listen to podcasts? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of beer okay. ones. I mean, if you like to listen and learn on the go, which I love to do because you can mm-hmm. kind of do it in between while you're walking and stuff, it's just a great way to learn the language and, and spend my favorite language learning tool for um, yeah on-the-go learning. So you can get access to that free seven-day trial by going to that link, zerototravel.com slash easy. Again, in the link is the link. We'll leave it in the show notes. Thanks again to Pimsler for supporting today's show. And I do want to give a quick shout out to somebody in the Zero to Travel caravan, the listening community. I love getting these emails, man. Matt, how do you feel when you get emails from people that listen to your podcast or just read your stuff and they're saying nice things? It's uh, it's it feels good. The best, yeah. It's the best because we're putting all this stuff out there. It's validation. Yeah, well, not even because it's like I like to make this a two way conversation. So mm-hmm. I always talk about this. I'm talking to a mic. This is a community powered show, and the reason for this show is you guys. So somebody sent me a cute picture of their puppy. Look at this. Mm. Look at that puppy. 
That's that's like, a, like a labber poodle. It's like a doodle puppy. La- and, yeah, like that. Uh, this is Justin. Uh, he just said, "Hey, Jason." My girlfriend recommended your podcast years ago, and I was instantly hooked. I'm currently living in Bend, Oregon, Uh. working as an independent contractor for several different jobs. The beauty of this is the flexibility it lets me access. For the most part, I'm on my own time, and I can not put a price tag on that. After leaving my last job working at Kellogg's on the night shift, I told myself to always chase the happiness, not the currency. Although I am not yet nomadic, I'm confident that moving to Bend was a step in the right direction. Great beer town. Well, I also brought this up, too, because moving to Boulder, moving to Bend, you know, relocating... Sometimes has some magical things going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, just it's a lot of nice words. It says, I really appreciate all the hard work you're doing. Help fellow listeners continue this life with travel as a top priority. Being able to travel when you want, especially while making money, doing things you're passionate about is the big goal. Looking forward to listening to the podcast every week. Attached is a picture of my puppy. Hopefully it brings a smile to your face. And it did. So thank you so much, Justin. And if anybody wants to drop me a line, Jason at zero to travel.com. Hit me up anytime. I love to get these emails. So mm-hmm. uh, Matt, yeah. Thanks for everything, my man. I got to high five it out with you, like right. I said I do. And we're going to head over to the Mountain Sun we Blue are. Pub in Boulder. Come and knock on Matt's door if you end up in Boulder, Colorado. What are you going to have over there? I'm going with the FYI. Yeah, yeah, I have to. I think I might do a Kolsch. I think I got to do a Kolsch. We're going to go with yeah, the, the big, cr- big Crane Kolsch. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time. Cheers. This podcast has been brought to you by ZeroToTravel.com. Ideas and advice to make your travel dreams a reality.